This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time spent uh, building the show, hosting costs, travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much. Um, it all costs money, and I always try to find the best deal for sure um, because I do have a day job as well. But having that support on the Patreon is definitely going to help uh, bring more in-person interviews, more travel more uh, updated uh, graphics, hosting, websites, all that stuff. So, um, And if you like the show, $5 a month or $10 a month really helps out. I know it's kind of a, uh, an interesting thing with the Patreon when something's already free, uh, but it is always going to be free. But if you want to support the show a little bit more, I'd absolutely appreciate it. Uh, you can pay either $5 or $10 a month. We'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go, um, but it's just a way to support the show in a different way, and uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show. Keep it growing. And I thank you so much. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with guests about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of The Offspring, Thrice, Rancid, Rise Against, and more. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.
What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week is the end of the century episode. Uh, I know the podcast hasn't been going for 10 years, but tomorrow is New Year's Eve, and it's going to be uh, an awesome episode. Well, I guess not tomorrow. (laughs) I'm recording this today. It's going to come out tomorrow. So Jordan Pundick from A Newfound Glory, one of the most requested guests we've had on the show so far. It's been, he's been requested countless times by multiple, multiple, multiple people. And then it just kind of came together here recently um, after interviewing Nate from Finch. Um, him and uh, his wife had asked if I had interviewed Jordan from Newfound Glory. I said no. And uh, if I wanted to get introduced. And then Randy from Finch ended up introducing us. And we took it from there. And it was an awesome episode. I think we did like an hour and a half. And we went everywhere from therapy to uh, meditation, mindfulness, parenting, uh, father stuff, being a dad, uh, a little bit of newfound glory stuff, kind of uh, his unique taste in music that a lot of people may be surprised to hear. Um, the stuff he's into is uh, is something that uh, I think a lot of people will find enjoyable. So, um, you know, like I said, uh, this whole month we haven't had any sponsors on the show. I've kind of kept it that way because I want to keep things a little more concise and, uh, you know, uh, succinct, I guess, would be the word for it. Um, want to keep these intros short. So even with this one, end of the century, guys, it's been a crazy 10 years. Um, I stopped touring, had two children, finished college started a trade in commercial plumbing, went through an apprenticeship, turned out, became a foreman, started the podcast. Uh, That was three years ago um, in October. And man, what a fucking crazy ride. So thanks for coming along on this journey with me, guys. I really appreciate it. It's been an awesome time. I've met a lot of amazing people, a lot of good friends. I feel like I make a friend every time I do an episode. And it's kind of cool how that works when you spend an hour, even just on the phone with somebody how uh, incredibly more close you get than if you just, you know, a text conversation, you know, a a meetup uh, on a train, like you randomly meet someone you wanted to talk to and talk to them for, you know, 15 minutes. You spend an hour with somebody, you really get to know who they are. And I think that's what this show has shown uh, as well as many other podcasts. So thank you for sticking with me over these three years. And and, uh, it's been absolutely amazing. And what an awesome uh, an awesome medium. It's blowing up. Podcasting is bigger than ever. A lot of people are starting them and more power to them. The more podcasts we have, um, this unregulated, amazing thing is, is really taking shape. So I'm glad to be a part of it and, uh, in what little way I can and bring you guys, you know what I can. So thank you so much. Um, anybody out there wants to go to the website, peerpleasurepodcast.com. All the information's on there, uh, the bands we have on, the music, uh, the theme songs, whatever. Any of that questions you have, you can find on there. Uh, or you can email me at peerpleasurepod uh, at gmail.com. And uh, I respond to every email I get, um, and uh, I love the feedback, good or bad. I love the feedback. It means people are listening. So thank you very much, guys. Um, so without further ado, let's get this end-of-the-century episode off the ground here is my conversation with Jordan Pundick from Newfound Glory. Are you enjoying the show? If you are, definitely head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, 
anywhere you're listening to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, throw us a five-star rating or a review. We really appreciate that. It helps the show out big time. So like I said, if you are enjoying the show, head on over and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts. Thank you. can do whatever you can be doing whatever you want the same reason people listen to these podcasts are doing every, anything but just sitting there and listening so it's kind of makes sense that you can do it whatever you want while this is going on <laughs> okay all right you know you want to know what you want to know what i was doing before you called i i dude i was gonna bring this up but yes i would i would love to know what you're doing <laughs> well i was uh just in my house uh-huh just just mulling about and um, I got a delivery at my front door, and I was really excited because I opened the box, and it's a brand-new Dyson vacuum cleaner. Dude, you're living it up. <laughs> a brand-new Dyson. What is that? That's several yeah, hundred dollars. I don't know. My, my, I think my wife found, like, a Black Friday sale or something and ordered it. <laughs> so, perfect. <laughs> okay, so one thing not to do when you're doing the, the podcast is vacuum because it is a little noisy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't do that. But we won't lose suction. Don't worry, we'll be fine. We'll we're gonna knock this one out. Uh, this is funny because I was thinking that, and I start just to I just start recording when I call anyway. So this is how this goes. I don't know if you've heard uh, the show or listened to podcasts, but um, it's ma- it's mainly just a conversation. It's not like a first question. What's it like being on drive through? You know, like uh, yeah, that kind of shit. So I was actually sitting here because I was like, man, because I kind of I I. I get ready and I, I turn everything on and make sure everything's working. And then I'm like, okay, like five minutes, uh, till showtime. And then I'm thinking like, I wonder if that, if whoever I'm talking to in this case, you, uh, is sitting there waiting for me to call or doing something else. And the phone randomly rings. 
And I think about how weird it is that we could both be in different parts of the world staring at our phone waiting for something to happen. Right. When we could be doing this anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) Jordan Pundick, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on here. Dude. I'm really, I'm pretty pumped to be, I'm pretty pumped to be here. Well, be where I am and be on the way phone there. Dude, I, I appreciate it so much, and it's so funny because Newfound Glory has been huge for me throughout my, my formative years to this very day. And it's funny, I've only seen you guys one time, and which is, I'm really? a little embarrassed to say, because Newfound Glory is one of those bands I can always go to to pick me up, cheer me up, uh, you know, like when I'm like at work, like uh, I was a touring musician for a long time, but now that I have a day job, like I'm a commercial plumber, so I've got a stereo going for my crew, and when I really want to get something okay. done, Newfound Glory is one of the ones I put on because it's like, dude, this is going to pick everyone up, and everyone's just like rocking and moving, And uh, but I've only seen you guys once, and it was at the Gorge with Blink-182 and Jimmy Eat World back in 2001. Um, so a long time ago, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Before I ever went into like, before I ever toured, it was all when everything was still magic. Like, oh my God, they're going to come out now. Like, oh, like, I wonder what they're doing back there. You know, like, uh, before you see (laughs) how the sausage is made, it was one of those, I'm glad it was then because it was still really magical. Um, to, yeah. to see a show like that and we all grew up in alaska so uh we didn't see many shows like we saw like white zombie and ozzy and uh pantera and uh yeah like any the one band <laughs> that comes that year you know um yeah yeah but then so fast forward now i'm gonna keep rambling here but fast forward to now i get with the show i get emails constantly get jordan from newfound glory get jordan from newfound glory and I'm like, really? okay. it's like, it's, you've been on my list for a long time, but then other things keep like coming through that I'll take. And then I keep saying, man, I got to reach out to, to, uh, your publicist and reach out to your publicist, which I hate going that route because it's super impersonal Yeah, and they don't, publicists don't understand what a podcast is. So all of a sudden, like I, I went through, uh, Nate, uh, Barkalo's wife to, to get Nate on the show from Finch and, uh. They're like, and Ivy listens to the show now, and she's like, man, you need to talk to Jordan from Newfound Glory, and you need to talk to Matt Embry from RX Bandits. And I was like, dude, this keeps <laughs> getting suggested. I'm like, I'm, I'm, can you can you introduce me? And they're like, yeah, of course. And then Randy, R2K, uh, <laughs> right. hits me up because he Brand, listens to the show. Randall. Randall. And he's yeah. like, you, oh, you should talk to Matt Embry from RX Bandits and Jordan from Newfound Glory. <laughs> So why? Like, it's, so like, it's like the two nicest guys in the world and i was like well well great like hook us up and he's like okay so hopefully you didn't get bombarded by like six people texting you randomly hey do this dude's podcast but uh no uh anyway that's the backstory to where we are now um but yeah i Thank appreciate you. i appreciate it so i appreciate it too thank you <laughs> i was also thinking do you do you, when is the last time you thought about what you do uh like anything you're doing literally because it's really it seems to me this is just something i was thinking of as i was thinking of you know you and i both waiting at the phone is how ridiculous it is if you think about it literally that i'm i pick up a microphone and i call someone i don't know randomly on the <laughs> phone and i record it and then just start yeah. talking 
and I've done it 117 times. And just how absurd it is. Have you done that lately where you just think about what you're doing literally and, and just find the, the absurdity in it? Oh, yeah, all, all the time. <laughs> That's like the fact that like I'm like getting to my I'm in my, you know, I just turned 40. Ta-da! <laughs> I'm old. And like the fact that, you know, I'm still like sleeping in a tour bus with Ian, like laughing about farts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so stupid. <laughs> and then we, you know, and then we, and then we go out there and the shows are, are still great. And what's crazy is like seeing like the next, you know, gen- these generations of, of, of people that have grown up with us and seeing now they're bringing their kids dressed up like, in Elsa costumes and different things. And uh-huh. it's just, it's crazy. And I'm like, why, how, why is this, this is ridiculous? Why is this even happening still? You know, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very fortunate, very grateful, you know? Sure. Sure, dude. It's, I mean, it's well-deserved. I mean, you guys put in the work. I mean, I remember, I'm trying to remember the first time I heard Newfound Glory, I think it was from our drummer. He's like, yeah, I heard this band. Uh, we got to check it. This was like right when uh drive through was like really hitting. Like we, and he brought it like a uh, it was like a sampler or something, and and he found the first record um, at a, like a warehouse music or something, and and brought it home, and then <laughs> nice. we started listening to the self titled record, and I used to put that on as I would take the bus to work almost every day, like it was just it was something I could listen to consistently. I'm not a creature of habit, but for some reason that record never got old. Like I just put it on anywhere. You know, it could have been on a cassette and I could start it on any song and it would just like get me into my day. And uh, then that was, yeah, like I said, right, right when we started going to shows down here and it was like, wait, the Gort, wait, who's playing? Oh shit, here we go. And uh, yeah, and made the drive. But uh, yeah, what a, what an interesting career, man. Like you've, you've, uh, you've done it all. It's all, I, I think I found a video not too long ago of you singing with Cindy Lauper. With who? With Cindy Lauper. Oh yeah, yes, that was awesome. And I was actually. like, "Holy shit!" I was, I was pumped to do that. It was How did really that cool. come about? Um, I her like manager or someone like I think her manager's kids or something listened to Newfound Glory, something like that. And she hit she basically long story short she hit up my band's manager Kristen and asked if. I would be interested in, in playing this benefit show that she does, that Cindy does every, um, like every holiday season, like during the holidays. Okay. Um, and it's, and it's for her, um, living or not living color, which living color is badass, but not living color, um, <laughs> uh, true colors foundation, which, um, helps, uh, support like, uh, homeless, uh, teens that are LGBTQ. Okay. And so, and I'm like, I'm, I'm really into that. And so I was like, hell yeah. So then I went and flew to New York City and she did it. She does the show at this, this big theater every year. And it was like me and like Kurt Vile <laughs> and Whoa. like Boy George <laughs> and like all these people, a, a bunch of Broadway people too, like a bunch of Broadway um, performers that, you know, are from famous, you know, Broadway plays or whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so I went, showed up at rehearsal because what what they were they said they were like oh you know she so they want the whole band but the whole band couldn't do it so i was like i will freaking go and do it by myself and so i went and she's like what song do you want to play with you know what song should we do and i said well my band used to cover 
uh, one of your songs from the Goonies movie, and I thought that was really funny. So I went in there, you know, I learned the original song because I went, I was thinking I'm going to do the original song. And I show up and she goes, no, I want to do your version. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, I want to do your version of the song. And I'm like, all right. So her whole, I show up to, to rehearsal the, the, the day before and her whole band knows the, knows like the newfound glory version of her song. <laughs> <laughs> It was, and she had all her backup like singers too, and they were doing like all the harmonies and everything. It was, it was, it was really, really, really fun. Dude, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, I want to do your version. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like so New York, man. Like the epitome of like what a New York, old school New Yorker. Oh yeah. Like it's Cindy Lauper. Dude. And I, I mean, she looks, she looks the same. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. She's, she's awesome. Man, I can't remember if she's the one I saw. There's a couple pictures online that are snapped at the right moment, and I thought one of them was someone threw a sucker and hit someone in the eye. I couldn't remember if it was Cindy Lauper or David Bowie. One of them got a bird shit in one of their mouths or something, and then or the other one got hit in the eye with a sucker stick, and it's like the picture's right as it hits them in the eye. I can't remember which, but we can look it up later. But, uh, dude... That's fantastic. That's an awesome experience. Yeah, that was a that was a weird and awesome experience. Like so random and but but really cool. And I'm glad I did it. And I hope that she wants me to come back another time because it was really fun. Yeah, I th- I think I think I know what you're talking about because I think uh, I follow this podcast that uh, Henry Rollins does, and and he posts a video saying he's doing something for a Cindy Lauper holiday party, um, some kind of performance or something. So that must be the same thing. Yeah, maybe it is. Huh. Maybe it is because um, she gets all sorts of people to come and, and do like either you know solo per, like up to a couple songs or that or she'll come out and you know do it together. It's just and then she she's usually the last to come out and like do a bunch of her songs. And then well, the great thing is um, we all uh, at the end of the show she gets everybody. She got she wanted everybody to come out on stage and sing. Um, Girls just want to have fun. So it was like everybody on stage singing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like hanging out next. I'm standing next to Boy George, thinking girls just want to have fun. See, that's something that you just you don't you don't hear every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've had so lots weird. of those random situations throughout your time. Just like, how the hell did I get here? Or finding out someone's a fan. That like, how the hell is this kind of like this going on? Like, it, oh yeah, such a weird. Touring as a musician is such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing. We're uh, I was talking with Randall last night because uh, I don't remember. We were talking about some weird story with an anthrax scare or something that he had with a, a certain band uh, back in the day. And he was, ta- he was like, have you talked to Jordan yet? I was like, no, no, tomorrow. And, and he's like, okay, a few talking points. And he starts going through these things. And I was like, dude, I, <laughs> he, he was talking about your taste in music and how vast it is and the the stuff you're into and i was like dude i was already thinking about bringing up like what's what's some stuff that you listen to that people would be newfound glory fans would be surprised um i don't know if it would be newfound glory fans would be surprised i think it would just be not newfound glory fans would be surprised okay um which and, and maybe yeah i guess newfound glory fans too but i mean i don't listen to that much like punk stuff i mean i do here and there it just depends um 
Yeah, I kind of like fell into the whole pop punk thing because, well, I, I met Ian, my uh-huh. bass player, and we were, we lived in the same neighborhood, and he was in a band called Inner City Kids, and, and he's like, our singer sucks. You want to sing for my band? And I was like, sure. So I played guitar and sang, but and that's how kind of like I fell into starting a pop punk band because I knew power chords and that was it. Mm-hmm. And um, and but my but like for me personally, like one of my biggest, you know, one of my favorite bands are like bands like Dinosaur Junior, bands like I put Valentine, um, you know, all like I love all the UK like Sarah Records stuff like. And even like, you know, the more, not even the more obscure ones, like a, My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, uh-huh. Ride, Swerve Driver, like all that stuff is like, that's my shit, man. I love that stuff. The shoegaze kind of stuff. Yep. Man, that's, that's. And then like 90s. What's that? I, I was going to say like the 90s, like more alternative, grungy, kind of whatever stuff. Like, like I said, like Dinosaur Jr., Catherine Wheel, um, yeah, all that stuff, man. It's my favorite. Dude, that's excellent. Dinosaur Jr. is so good. I <laughs> Oh yeah, they they still kill it to this day. Yeah. That's one thing I get all the time is you should interview Jay Mascus and I was like, I can't I can't do it. I don't think <laughs> even when he's enjoying it, it sounds like he's not enjoying it. <laughs> he's just so he's just so like bummed out like it, yeah yeah, and, and, uh, yeah i can't tell like i've heard bad interviews with him i've heard good interviews but even the good ones i'm just like oh it's excruciating like just strap on a guitar and and blow people's minds like that's what he needs to do <laughs> yep yep so. <laughs> well and, and i i and i love i love like finding out about new bands and stuff that i can play for my friends you know and yeah. like have you heard this have you heard this song by this band and so, um, I, you know, I always try to keep my ear to the ground and, like, you know, listen to and find out about stuff. I'm always digging around. And so, yeah. What do you use? What do you? How I do just, you find new bands now? Do you use Spotify or do you do you still go like liner notes and things like that, like the old days? Like, what is your what is your? Style? Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, well, it's def- definitely how it started out, like reading liner notes, like who bands thanked, but. But lately, it's you know it's a little bit of both. I would say it's more so on like the online side of things, you know. Yeah. Um, on on uh, on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Um, but back when Tumblr was still a thing, like it was really cool to find out about bands that way too. Yeah. Like those bands that would release stuff at like middle in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. weird random stuff. Yeah. And I, I found out about lots of cool bands that way. Dude, they're uh, who just came to mind? Have you heard that band Mannequin Pussy? They're on Epitaph. They just uh, released yeah. an episode, or an episode, an album yeah. on uh, Epitaph. Super good. I was. Is it, is it like? When did it just? It, it came out recently, right? Because that's not their first record. The no, Epitaph one. it's not. It and they signed. They were super stoked to sign Epitaph. They. Uh, I had. Uh, uh, marissa on the on the show and and we were talking before that album came out like she was going to share it with me after the episode um uh before it came out out this year um yeah earlier this year on epitaph and uh which was an interesting choice but it's super good and super that oh my god that that uh that single off there was great uh drunk too i think is what it's called um yeah yeah i wasn't sure if you heard that band i've i've uh 
I do the same thing. There were one I was like driving my son somewhere on spot and on Spotify it came up randomly. I'm like, who is this? And uh press play and I was like, holy shit, this band's amazing. <laughs> what a what a name, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what a exactly. band name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the one you take home to mother, but uh <laughs> yeah you won't see it on walmart that's or anything that's kind of a, a good thing I guess. yeah that's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah dude so well tell me tell me a little bit about where you come from where where you grew up and and stuff like that i mean you, you weren't you weren't born in florida right you moved to florida yeah i moved to florida when i was a kid so we i was born in jersey new jersey uh-huh what what and um yeah i moved to florida when i was probably about five or five years old or so okay and um and then like most people from jersey do like you know the old people they all just go down to go down to florida florida and uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah i grew up in florida and florida florida sucks i hate it it's weird yeah Uh, my family's all there and i have good friends there but um but it's just a weird place, man, and the the weather's terrible. And oh God, yes, most and all people, the tolls. Most, most, yeah, all the tolls. And most people are 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 cool. Like I, I feel like people like in that are into into this type of music and and that kind of thing. Like those type of people are cool that live there. But the majority of the population is like, it's very um I don't know how to explain it. Like very um I don't know like spendy. Like it's like all about like what you have and what you own. I think it, uh-huh. it, that's that's the vibe I got growing up. You know, like, and I don't know if it's still like that to this day, but I'm sure it is. But you know, I just I don't really enjoy going there when I'm there. Mm-hmm. See family. Like shows are shows are always great. Shows are awesome because we're from there. So, yeah. Um. That that definitely helps. We're like the local band that got out. You know. Sure. And um. And but but yeah, Florida is just oh just a bizarre muggy hot place <laughs> and i don't know if that's and i don't know if that's because i grew up there it's like you know the the whole like the whole like you know the where you grow up you don't really want to be kind of thing and or if it's really like or if it really does suck <laughs> yeah. well there's a lot of factors like you've got scientology you've got uh any place where there's <laughs> there's uh what do you call them snowbirds where people yep. leave for half the year and all this, I mean, I'm not sure if back then they were renting property out or if it was just a bunch of vacant spots, but everyone had it, anywhere that's like that where people leave for the winter or come for the winter. It, right. It's just this weird, like, transient kind of uh, deal, like, or any kind of, um, what do they call it, the Outer Banks or whatever on the East Coast where people, you know, are there yeah. for a couple months and then gone. And it's just a weird thing. Really weird. Yeah, Man. it's really. It, it, I, uh, you know, Disney World's cool. I like going there. That's fun. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I and it's it's it sucks because like I, you know I have two little kids, um, and my my whole family is there except for my brother. My brother lives really close to me, which is cool. We oh. we we're, we're pretty close. Um, and he has two little kids as well, kind of similar ages, two, two boys and I have two boys. So, so that's fun. Um, but besides that, like my mom's there, my dad, everybody, my grandparents, and it's, it's hard because, you know, I have the kids and they want to see the kids and, 
like, man, it just, ugh. Yeah. Florida, man. Do they travel out to <laughs> it's California? It's South Florida. There, there's, um, yeah, they do. They do. My mom tries to come out once a year at least. Um, yeah. My dad's been out. My dad comes out maybe every other year or so to see the kids and, you know, hang out and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just all depends. But, man, there are parts. There are some parts of Florida that are cool, you know. Um, but where where I lived, man, it was just I don't know. It just wasn't who you. <laughs> you can were. ask me things about. Yeah, yeah. Like what? What kind of stuff? I mean, do you think that was helpful to you in in how you turned out, or do you think it was detrimental? I mean, having that, uh, it seems like almost like an uneasy feeling or something, like the constant feeling that I don't belong somewhere but that's where you live would really start to uh, put your feelers out to, to find things to cope with it or uh, pull you out of it, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's 100% accurate is that I didn't feel like I belonged, you know, mm-hmm. at, at all, which is, which is a, a similar story for a lot of dudes and bands or, 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 or females and bands, you know, it's like, you don't fit in where you belong. Then you find the three kids that look like you, and then you become friends with them, and then you have a bond over. You know, you find out about music and 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 different things, and you and you just you expand from there. And that's kind of like what happened with me. Um, I I became friends with a couple guys that were a little bit older than me, and mm-hmm. they got me into the music that I listened to. You know, and and from there it just like opened up a hole. It opened up the floodgates. You know. Yeah. Um, they were really, they were like punk rock dudes, but they were really polite to my mom. So my mom would let me go to like shows with them. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, we, we went and saw like, you know, we would see everybody, everybody you know, whoever would come to Fort Lauderdale to play, there was a place called The Edge where we used to go, um, which is now called Revolution, I believe. Yeah, it's called Revolution now. It's been, the venue that's been there forever. Um, before that, there was little tiny places we'd go see shows and, you know, we, we we would go see everybody, whoever came into town. Man, I wish I had that so bad. <laughs> Ours was, anyone who came through town was literally, like what I mentioned earlier, like Pantera, Ozzy, White Zombie, Fishbone, like cool bands. What, what, but man, it yeah. was, there was nothing. What area like, was it? It was in uh, Wasilla. It was uh, about 50 miles outside. Of, have you guys played Alaska? Anchorage? Uh, one time. One Pro- time, yeah. Probably the Egan Center in Anchorage. It was uh, the Warp Tour. Oh, interesting! I didn't know it went it's like up that there. one. Yeah, it was like one show they did maybe five, four or five years ago. I think. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did not yeah. know that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in. It was outside of Anchorage. So, I mean, my high school band opened for Bad Religion. Like we we got hooked up with Golden Voice somehow, and they were like, "We need someone to open." So that was fucking Brad. cool. But like. <laughs> There wasn't much, it, so I missed Nirvana. I missed At the Drive-In. I missed like all these cool bands that we were into at the time because they either broke up or died before we were we were down here. And uh, yeah, so we were just like starving for 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 music and and just, like live shows. Like that was a thing yeah. we didn't have much, so we had to put on our own to like try to build a skate park. We had to have we had to go to Sarah Palin and try to get her to. Uh, uh, agree to pay for half a skate park. Yeah, this is we, half a skate park. We would raise the rest by playing shows, uh, and we did. And she she held up her end of the bargain and, and built the skate park. Um, but wow. it was that kind of weird environment. Like everyone, 
everyone i don't know if you notice this when you're up there on warp tour but everyone has like a um this heightened sense of what is professional like uh you're playing the yeah. state fair or something and they treat it like you're playing like madison square garden and right. because they're so <laughs> and people are like you know the bands are like oh i gotta go eat here before we play like that's my thing like i got a show tonight yeah. like i've got a, and it's the biggest thing in their life and it's like wow this is a whole nother world <laughs> Yeah, I well, I the, I remember the show being great. I mean, we played thirty minutes, but it was it, yeah. was, it was really fun. So, man, so, so what, that's good. <laughs> what you were saying, you were saying these guys got you into the music that you're listening to, and you listen to a lot of stuff that's you know way different than than like the the punk stuff. But back then, was it was it punk rock that they were getting you into, or was it the stuff you were just talking about, where like the the alternative stuff and and the more obscure to where you were talking about yeah, meeting so, Ian. Like I was wondering what, you know, everyone puts out their band shirt vibe uh, of what they're into. Yeah. What was yours? Um, I mean, so they, so when I was, so these guys I was friends with, they like had mohawks and stuff and they colored their hair and everything. But my friend Richard, for example, who got me into a lot of stuff, like he was, he was like, he had a mohawk, but he would wear like, Shutter to Think t-shirts mm -hmm. or like, or, or even like or Sam I am uh -huh. or, um, and so that's how, like, it was kind of an eclectic mix. And then Jeremy, my other friend who was like super like punk dude, like was, was friends with, with us as well. And he was the more, he was more into like the um, misfits and, you know, he like people, he loved that religion and like the, epitaph stuff from the 90s and everything yeah um and so it was kind of like a, a mix of things and but what i i was really drawn to more of like the headphone music you know um and so that's that's why i have still have an, a love toward more towards like the stuff i mentioned earlier yeah man that's interesting um, yeah that's interesting yeah I, I know i know exactly how you feel on that like that's a uh, and uh, i I also shared a room with my I shared a room with my brother too, so I I wanted to just shut everything shut everything out. So I was always I was always in my in my in my head like with headphones on, a walking concert, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone is now with the the Beats headphones or whatever. Everyone's got the over ear headphones again. Yeah, yeah. So you were the over ear head headphones guy. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. What like when you were? Did you and your brother get along? Did what? Did you yeah. and your brother get along? Um. Yes and no. I mean, we we he was a little, he was younger than me. He's probably what is he? He's like ten years younger than me. Oh shit. Um. Yeah. You shared a room with a brother um, who was ten years younger than you. Yeah, we had bunk beds too. Oh my god, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Florida man. <laughs> Tell you Florida man. Well, and well, I have a sister too. So my sister had her own room, and the boys had to share a room. Uh -huh. So that's how kind of it worked out. So, and then there was a time we moved to a different house, and we had a giant. It was like two bedrooms that they basically knocked the wall down in the middle, so all three of us were in the same bedroom. Good lord. So this was before. That was before I was like, you know like uh, a teenager that was like preteen style um 
yeah, but now we're like we're super we're we're really close now. There's like a well-known chef around here. Um, he's got two restaurants. He's killing it. Wow. Um, yeah. I do like that pre- pre- preteen style. <laughs> uh, there's a band name for you yeah, and Randall before, right there. Preteen style. Preteen yeah. style. With yeah. Oh man, me and Randall, me, me and Randy always because we like a lot of the similar similar. We have a similar taste in music, and we always talk about like uh, starting a band together. That's like in that in that in the style of music that we like, mm-hmm. and we actually did a couple did a couple songs together, but. He lives so far away now. It's like it's kind of hard to do, and I and I'm like not savvy when it comes to like home recording stuff. Like I have no idea how to do that. Sure, <laughs> it's never. <laughs> well, it's funny but, uh, sharing a room with your brother and your sister. I mean, have you ever thought about how much that that uh, set you up for being on a tour bus? <laughs> now you're still sleeping in bunk beds at forty. <laughs> yeah. And talking yeah, about farts. Yeah. Oh, that's um, I actually, you know, I, I actually sleep really well on tour because of, the, of of that, because of, you know, the comfort of, like, the bus moving, you know, that weird, like, rocking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, even though it's, even though it's almost like being in a submarine or, like, a, a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a coffin on wheels, dude. Exactly. Yeah, you sleep in a coffin at night. <laughs> I don't think people understand the – I think people have a heightened – like back when I still had a heightened sense of what it might be like to be on tour, I don't think people have any idea that don't do it. And even when, oh, man, there's their bus, like it's not that great. Like, the, the you know, it's not as lavish as you would imagine. And a lot of people no. don't sleep well on tour in the bus because of the rocking motion. But I think – that might even be better with you because you said you're, you know, kind of a headphones kid where you were in your head. Now you're in your own little box that you can have your headphones right. on. You can have what you want in your own little shell, yep. you know, like, are you a fairly introverted it's, guy? I, I kind of get that, that sense that you may not be like, you know, people look at Jordan from newfound glory, like this he's super, you know, super like uh, out there and whatever. I would almost take the opposite from talking to you that that you may be more into your into your own headspace than than it seems. Yeah, I I, I really am. My my uh, my wife is always yelling at me get up to like get out of my head, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but man, the, the the talking about the bus and like being in, sleeping in like a you know be, sleeping in a in a adult bunk bed, it's like. It's not as glamorous as you people think. Like like you're saying, like you walk on there and there's like fucking bottles everywhere. Uh-huh. That people drink half the drink and leave the bottle on the counter. There's like socks in the hallway. Who knows what they're used for? You know. Yeah. <laughs> like standing up on their own. Piss all over the <laughs> piss. Piss all over the seat in the bathroom. It's just disgusting. I can't can't hang. It's hard yeah. for me. But you- but I love 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 going to bed. Love it. Love getting in bed. Yeah, pretty much probably anywhere, hotel, bus, home, <laughs> just going to bed. Yep, <laughs> yep. Getting away from it. Do you, do you uh uh do you keep a fairly clean house then when you're at home? I, I know you're excited about the Dyson, but because yeah. your tour life is so chaotic, do you do you nest at home where you really Kinda keep like it clean and and find your spot? Oh, or? 
Yeah, I um lately I've been in the past few years I've been trying to like minimalize my life w- with stuff, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm I'm really I've really like taken uh like uh I don't know what the what the word would be, but I'm I'm really enjoying doing that in my life, like having minimal things, like having minimal stuff, like getting rid of shit I don't use stuff that's moved with me to every place I've lived. Uh-huh. Um, and over the, over the years I've been decluttering and like, it feels really good. And so when I'm home, I have like my bedroom, our, my wife and I, our bedroom is like that space. And the rest of the house is just, is just friggin' chaos. Cause I have two kids, but yeah, yeah. I tr- we try to just like have at least a zone for ourselves. Like, um, my wife's like, we we both try to to meditate when we can. Like she's she's more um, focused with that than I am, but I try. Mm-hmm. And so she has like her own like zone, uh, like with a meditation pillow and like her stuff there. And and so yeah, so it's sometimes it's a little it's a little hard for for me on tour. Like <laughs> yeah, I uh, try to. Uh, that's why like as soon as the show is over, like I don't even I just like shower and go to my bunk and watch my programs yeah okay that's interesting <laughs> because uh i was um who was i just with i was with the no effects guys here in in portland at punk and drublick and and uh melvin oh, yeah. and hefe are doing <laughs> yoga like with headphones on really? before they play and yeah and like uh, fat mike's you know uh cutting up ecstasy and like everyone's got their pre-show yeah, ritual sure. but like uh, yeah, I was just like watching Melvin. Like he's totally into. I it just like he's totally present, and like it was literally probably an hour before they played. Like just con- just going headphones on, yoga, stretching, everything yeah. else. Everyone had their own way, but they found it. Like they found a spot to do it. You know, and and like like we were talking about, put the headphones on, get out of your get out of or get into your head. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, on tour, I could see that being really difficult to do. Did you get into? Uh, uh, meditation through her, or was that something you had already been doing? No, it was something that um, I got into through ma- through my wife. Okay, um, she's been to several like uh, meditation retreats and different things like that. Uh-huh. Um, there's a there's a cool near nearby where we live called Deer Park Monastery, and it was a Buddhist monk that from uh, Vietnamese Buddhist monk that uh, that started this monastery. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is. His name's Thich Nhat Hanh, and he's a—I mean, he's he's world renowned. I mean, he's he's an amazing person. And anyways, he has one here in San Diego, and he has one in France, which was the original one, and then he has one in like Mississippi, really randomly. And um, they'll they'll do these like retreats where they'll open it up to the public that want to come and stay at with the with the with the nuns and the monks and do like a you can stay for up to like three months if you wanted to. Wow. Um, and I've yet to do. They do like a family retreat. I mean, they 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 do all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um. They do like a silent silent meditation retreat. Um. All sorts of. It's it's and it's it's all about like just having more mindfulness and being mindful and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's really it's really cool. And the food's amazing. I went there one day to to like meet up with my wife. She's like, you should come here for lunch because the food's absolutely like mind blowing. And it's most it's all vegan vegetarian. Uh huh. And whatever they whatever they put in the food, man, it's like so crazy are you vegan and everyone yourself? helps out no no i don't claim but i try to yeah be mostly okay when i can you know like i'm not gonna turn down my my mother-in-law's chicken and dumplings on uh oh. christmas eve so yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so, coming up soon. The vegan police can come in. The vegan police can come and arrest me, but sure. I don't. I don't claim it, but I. Uh, I do. We do like eating mostly like that. My yeah. wife and I. Man, that's great. That's. Yeah. I mean, every little bit you can. I can't. I. I mean, my wife's vegan. My my wife's vegan. A vegan marathon runner. Uh, oh, and, and I am a six foot five, three hundred and fifty pound uh, commercial plumber. Ex ex touring musician uh, that will eat anything that's around, and so we go back to back, uh, head to head, not head to head, but like we always she she'll always make something for the whole family, which is awesome, and then uh, she'll yeah. have what she's having, or we'll try to tailor it to that. But it's been so weird trying to uh, acclimate that because my kids will eat everything pretty much, but I if yeah. you. If you don't have like chicken or something on the plate, they're kind of like, "Hey, what's what else is where we're having?" You know, like they're still fairly. Where's young. the chicken? Yeah, where's the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some meat. Where's the pepperoni? Can I just have some pepperoni? <laughs> you know, like they just. Uh, but yeah, like it's just a weird, weird thing. Are you are you pretty opposite with your wife? Or are you guys pretty similar? I mean, it, it seems like uh, you can find success both ways. Yeah, we we're 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 very we're different in a lot of ways but because we um we're trying to be more in tune with ourselves but also like with our relationship and so we um we see like our differences i think pretty pretty good uh-huh. and we kind of you know we we try to We've been we've been together a long time, so I don't know how the best way to explain this is. <laughs> but but we have our we have our ups and downs, uh-huh. um, and uh, I don't know, man. Like we 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 are different in a lot of ways, but she has taught me a lot of things that are have been super helpful in my life, and I feel like I've done the same for her. You know, uh-huh. um, just taking her taking her out of her comfort zone, you know, and her taking me out of my comfort zone. Um, and I and I really appreciate and love that about her, and and I love the fact that she's um, she's one of those people that she's an empath, you know, uh-huh. um, and I'm not. Like I I am learning more now to be in touch more with my feelings, but um, you know, therapy is great. So yeah. we go to we do individual and we do couples, and and it's and it's I'm a very big advocate for that, and it's it's great. Um, yeah, I really? don't know. You, you, we've been in, you do, so not to interrupt you, 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 so you guys are in individual and, and couples therapy, like a, not in the sense that, yeah. hey, we need to go to therapy or this is not going to work. It's more for a, right. like a, like just a, a expanding on, um, that, that, that's really interesting to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it, elective yeah, therapy. Yeah, it's more like, like maintenance. Yeah. And, you, and I and, and I'm fully I, I I'm super like I back it 100. percent I know a lot of guys are like that's that I'm not going to therapy you know but I think for me and and her I think it's like very helpful for us. Were you especially when we're not together all the time before that? Um yeah. Okay. I was yeah. Interesting. What what, it's, what sparked you to do that? If you don't mind me asking, you we don't have to talk about that, but um. Like, no, did it, you have couples or individual? Uh, individual. Like, I, I'm curious on that because it's uh, like that kind of would have started things off, I would think. Yeah, um, I think mainly to like 
not not only to just be able to just unload stuff that's on my mind to mm-hmm. someone that's not biased, but um, also for I think for me the biggest thing is anxiety. Um, I've been an anxious person my whole life, mm-hmm. and so it really helps to be able to like get tools to cope with that. Um, and I think partially that has to do with, you know, traveling since I was like a young adult and being around people and having to put on a performance and, and not only on stage, but like also feel like you need to perform even off stage. If that makes sense. It makes absolute sense. Um, yes. And you, and I mean, you know, you, you, you toured and you're in a band and, 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 and so, you know, having to like, have that on on your mind all the time and also be like the singer guy of the band mm-hmm. and um and also too like it just helps to get tools for that and 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 i think uh if i didn't have that i don't know what i would be or how i would be at this point in my life um so i'm glad that i you know have been doing that and yeah um anxiety is the biggest thing and also too like being more emotionally um, mature, not, not mature and like, not mature and like farts are funny because farts are funny, but yeah. more like uh, being more like in, like I was saying earlier, like just being more in tune with my like emotions mm-hmm. and being able to, uh, being able to relate to people better and have better relationships with, with people around you. Um, and that's, I think going to therapy really helps with that too. But like for me, you know, yeah. um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much like the two big things for me. Like that or the is that. Sure, I, that makes and th- thanks for sharing that too because I I yeah. really um, I've talked about with Ivy specifically with this show like because every like like we said earlier like everyone was emailing me saying have Jordan from Newfound Glory on. So to them, you are Jordan from Newfound Glory. You're not Jordan Pundit. Right. You're, you're Jordan from Newfound Glory. That's your persona to them, right? So I've talked right. about. Yeah. I said, you know what? Maybe the next hundred episodes, I'm not even going to say who the guest is or acknowledge who they are in the intro or anything, and just put it out as a conversation with another human being, and uh, just to see what happens because there's always this pre- this preconceived thing where, and I was gonna, I was going to bring this up with you too because as a as a touring musician myself with the anxieties and things like that you're talking about it's such a weird place to be because you are people that are wanting to meet you on tour want to meet you because you're jordan from newfound glory if they saw you on the street and didn't know who you are they probably wouldn't say anything so there's already that kind of mask that's being put on you by someone else whether you want it there or not so i found the same same way like if we were on a big tour like europe was huge for us where it was different than the u.s like people were wanting autographs and it was insane sold out shows like everything was great but they didn't want to talk to you because of who you are they wanted to talk to you because of who they see you as so everything was kind of this right. fake interaction and you start to push down your own feelings as not being valid because you need to put on this show so maybe I'm feeling bad today, but I can't because I have to go out and do this, you know? So you're already shoving down your own feelings and, and discounting them on a regular basis because of, of what you do. You know, it's the weirdest right. thing. Like 
you go like I'm a foreman at my job, but I don't go in there and people aren't like, oh shit, here comes the foreman. Like, it, you know, it's <laughs> I'm just another one of them, right? Whereas when you're in a band or in a in a, I, I hate the word celebrity kind of status, there's already yeah. you know they already know who you are, and that's fucking weird too. Is they see you on the street now. It's Jordan from Newfound Glory. In their head, they're going through all the times they've seen a magazine or an interview or a video, but you have no idea who they are. So they already have the upper hand. But at the same yeah. time, I'm, I'm rambling, but at the same time, they they don't know who you are. Like, they know who they yeah. think you are. It's weird. But, like, so tying this all together with anxiety and kind of um, dealing with life on the road and life in that situation, um, one thing I found that was weird is I could let things go really easy, like material things. I could walk away from things really easy. Like yeah. um, we leave a house we were renting and, oh, shit, we didn't get the rest of the basement clean. Ah, oh, fuck it. Just leave it. So like high yeah. school yearbooks, yeah. um, trinkets from my childhood, like I didn't care. Like I walk away from it anytime. Girlfriends, um, whatever. And that yeah. scared me a little bit. Did you have the same kind of things where um, – yeah, is is this making sense? I'm I'm just rambling, but um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It seems like uh, those kind of things, like discounting your own feelings, being on freeze when you're on tour, where friends are having kids, graduating college, moving on, you're on freeze playing the the songs over and over again, you know, in different cities, and you get back and try to play catch up, you can't mature, you know, emotionally. I yeah, think. it's like a weird. Um almost like a weird and, and I don't know how to explain it like a weird uh like almost time stops when you're when you're on tour but it keeps going for everybody else yeah you're just on free. and so right and so yes but right exactly the free, the, the freeze is what they how you say it and 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 then you come home and then all of a sudden you're 40 uh-huh. <laughs> but when you're on tour you don't feel you don't feel that way. I like when I'm when I'm on tour. Like I know, like yeah, I have like the the basic like, oh my my lower back is tweaked from jumping too hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have the basic like aches and pains of of that and like you know being sick on the road. Being sick on the road sucks, right? Oh, but then you but 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 like especially for singing. Oh man, oh. I can uh-huh. hate it. Um, um, but then you're. Man, it's just a weird thing. Like you, I, I still when I'm when I'm gone and I'm not home, you know, my wife's dealing with the kids and like doing the day to day, and 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 I just come home and fuck it all up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm and, and I'm but I'm on tour and like it's like I'm, I don't. It's the the way it is between the dynamic of the of me and the rest of the guys and, and the me and the rest of the guys. It's like we were still eighteen, if, and I and I, I don't know how much how to connect all this but it's just uh it's a strange it's a strange world <laughs> yeah it absolutely is and um such a weird profession like do you so how old are your kids uh they are they just turned nine and six nine and six that do you ever uh talk about bringing them into therapy on dealing with having a a, a dad in in your position that is gone for some time and then comes back and every so like kids don't know what the normal is so you kind of teach them what it is but have you thought about that where right. like a preventative not preventative but just a chance to talk about how they're feeling or do you guys just do that on your own um at home um we 
Yeah, we we do it. We tr- we try to like be like do it the best we can um, because it is. I mean, we do live a different life sort of lifestyle, um, which which is not the same as like the peers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my oldest one, he's 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 in therapy anyway right now for okay. uh, just other stuff. He yeah. has he has um, some different things going on with him, sure. um, and. And so, uh, so he's already in it, but we've, we've talked about like doing like a family, like the four of us kind of going in and, and, and just seeing like, cause I would love to hear their point of view by when they're with a non-biased person, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and hear what they have to say. Because when my oldest one goes to therapy, like it's just him and his therapist like in there, the a child therapist, yeah. um, her and him. And so I don't know. I mean, he kind of like will be like, "Hey, so what did you guys did you guys talk about anything interesting, or is there anything that what you know, mommy, mom and dad can do differently?" And he'll just be like, "Eh, no, <laughs> it's fine." Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. "Okay, <laughs> thanks, bud." Yeah, for the uh, for the tips. Um, anyway, yeah. So I, we we definitely like thrown around the idea of like the four of us. But like I said, I'm all about therapy for people. I think it's. I think it helps in a lot of ways. Sure. It, it, but it's also, it's also like you have to find like the right person too that you can feel comfortable with. Yeah. So that takes time. Oh yeah, absolutely. You get through that meet and greet. So that's the problem. If I go to therapy, like I've, I've, uh, oh, I barely make it through the meet and greet, like couple visits where you're like, wow, this really isn't going anywhere. And that's the same reason I can't yeah. meditate because my mind is wandering constantly i can't turn it off and i i try so hard to do it and i just can't yeah. do it but like when i do this show no. like talking to people on a real level not just the you know um you know i get inspired like it, it feels like therapy for me because it's like i'll finish a I'll finish a conversation like we're having now and i'll be inspired like i i feel like i got something from it and then at the same time like just connected with somebody else and that's almost enough yeah. for me to feel uh, feel like some meaning and and uh, you know those those unique yeah. connections. You know that's that's kind of probably what's kept me from not going back to therapy and trying harder or trying again, but to to get me by as time goes on, where it feels like uh, you know in a, in a in a world where we're so disconnected. But being connected at the same time on so many levels through like texting and social media and stuff like this kind of false connection, being able to to, to yeah. have words with people is 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 huge. And um, so yeah, I I agree with you on the on the therapy being valuable. And and uh, I wish I maybe I'll maybe I'll try it again. But there's so many things to talk about. You know, like uh, I mean, with your with your anxiety, what have you found that, that helps you with that? Is it, is it mainly meditation and, and, uh, holistic kind of things, or have you tried, you know, medications? Have you tried, uh, like what, what is working for you with your anxiety? Um, I've never done like the medication thing. Uh, um, but I have, you know, meditation helps for sure. Um, and also just trying to like, and this, doesn't work for everybody but like what works for me is like meditation for sure and then um also like connecting with just just trying to connect with especially on tour like connecting with people back home like calling you know talking to my brother talking to you know trying to like talk with my friends back home 
um, seeing how their what their week is like, you know, just just trying to like be in touch with people mm-hmm. really helps with my my anxiousness. Um, and just thinking about what they're doing, you know, that that helps. That what helps is like thinking about what my wife and kids are doing that day, or like I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird thing, but but for me, it seems to work, um, especially when I'm gone for so long. Yeah. Um, but I mean. And med- meditation's hard, man, and it's still it's hard for me still. And like the biggest thing, I know when you do like uh, meditation like challenges like um, online or or you get like an app or something, and it tells you to like um, focus on a mantra and like that sort of thing. And what I've learned is when you're first starting out, is like all you need to focus on is your in and out breathing. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to just just that. And when you focus on that, you can kind of like let the other thoughts kind of like the other thoughts don't come into play because you're focusing on your in and out the whole time. If that makes sense. That makes sense. And then then once you are, once you feel that you're good with that, then you can start introducing like different things and different sort of like things to repeat to yourself. And, but yeah, the hardest thing is like keeping your mind from wandering. I mean, it's, that's the whole challenge of it. Yeah. Are you a, are you a, uh, are you a reader? Yeah. I mean, not like, huge reader i mean i read like i'm reading the i'm reading dune right now okay the reason i ask is because (laughs) i can't read a page without thinking about what i'm doing in an hour same kind of thing with meditation like i can't i can't focus on what i'm doing it's weird like i and that's why i was curious because if you could do the meditation thing i figure reading would would come easy too with being able to focus on a book and know what you read when you're done instead of just mechanically reading the words no, yeah, I, I I do read, but not like in the way that you're saying that reading should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like I like my wife will be like, hey, so what did you? How's that book you read? And I was like, oh, it's cool. And she's like, what's about? I'm like, oh shit, I can't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I just finished the book. <laughs> yeah, you just sat there for um, a certain amount of hours and didn't get anything from it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I I have like a Kindle, like a little e-reader, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to I want to be more of like a, a reader, you know, like a, instead of just tooling around on my on my phone at, till like two in the morning in bed. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to be more mindful of that. And and I just got a book recently, and it'll probably take me. It says this book will take approximately three and a half hours to finish. Right at the bottom, uh-huh. tells you how long it'll take if you like whatever, but um. It'll probably take me like six months to read it because <laughs> I can read a few pages. But it's uh, called nonviolent communication, and it's not about like uh, that you're a violent person and you're trying to like get better at not being violent. I think it's more about like how to communicate with people better. Yeah. Um, and it was a recommend by by my therapist, so like I I just got it, so I'm gonna read it and I'll report back to you. Interesting. Yes, please do because that that sounds yeah. that sounds really interesting. I mean, it's. Uh... There's so much out there with this. The, I mean, it seems like <clears throat> maybe it's just more people I know are doing it, but it seems like it's on the rise as far as the the mindfulness. Um, and maybe it's just getting older, uh, priorities changing, yeah. and having kids to where, man, or or it could be just with like you said, like tooling around on your phone till two in the morning in bed. Like we never had that before. We never had that. You know, right. back in the day where you would go out you know all day and do your do your thing and come home and you're with your family and you didn't know what so and so was doing three states over because you didn't see their feed because it didn't exist 
you know, you had to call them on the phone right. or, or write a letter. We just are, are bombarded <laughs> with so many things we don't need to know that I don't think our brain understands what to do anymore. It's weird. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. I mean, shit. I, it, it's insane. Like, you know, like it's, it's crazy to think about how many things we know that we don't need to know or have no effect. I'm trying on to nav- I'm trying to navigate that now with like my kids because they like when it comes to like video games and like the tablet and phones and stuff like we're having a really hard time with that. And so we're trying to figure out how to because this is like their formative years and they're getting that like crazy stimulation from their in their frontal brain, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. while their brain while their brains are still developing and who knows what it's going to what it's going to how it's going to affect them. So we're like really trying to be a little bit, be better about how we can, you know, work it out to where they don't lose their shit when we take it away Mm -hmm. because that's sign number, sign number one, that it's bad. Yeah. And addiction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then the second thing is, is like, how, how do we get them to like be more, you know, just have the awareness of like the world around them. It's like, you know, we'll be on long car rides, for example, and, you know, they get bored, uh-huh. right? And when I was a kid, I would get bored, and we'd have to figure out stuff to do. But now we have, like, video games and, and phones and tablets, and, and I'm not trying to sound like an old, like, bitter guy because I think, like, technology is awesome, and, I, and I, I'm and I a big uh, fan of it, and I love finding the new, the new – getting the new phone and toying around with new gadgets and stuff. But at the same time, when I'm talking about, like, my – how to how to like develop better habits like Mm -hmm. and teaching those habits to your kids too it's hard man like it's hard to figure out how to how to um know what to do and what's right and what's wrong and and so like we'll be on a long drive and you know driving to i think we we made like a road trip to spokane like where a couple of good friends live um a couple summers ago and it's you know it's far it's hard for kids to be in the car that long and we obviously stopped along the way but they got to play their phones and stuff for a long time mm-hmm. um, during those few days of driving. And when they didn't have it, they didn't know what to do. <laughs> they didn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> and, and partially that's our fault, you know, for letting them play the phones and stuff for so long. Um, so now we're trying to be a little bit better. Like, well, like the other night we uh, went to eat out and they wanted to bring their phones. And we're like, no, we're not bringing it. And of course it caused a whole argument and everything. And so we had a deck of cards in the car and it was a great time. The transitions were easier. We sat at the table and like played four, four man war, you know, uh-huh. cards with the cards. Oh yeah. And they were super like had a great time and ate their, we ate and went home and no one was arguing and it was, it was great. And so I want to like continue to try and, and do that more. And this is probably really boring for people that don't have kids right now, but <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening, if they're listening, <laughs> shut up. Tell me about all downhill from here i don't know oh jesus christ <laughs> get on spotify and go listen to it if you want to you know if if people are listening to this because your name's on it they already know what you do if people are listening to it because it's the show that they listen to they may not but they can absolutely go to spotify or youtube and look up any anything you've done this is no i know this is where we talk about like the the real shit which is People love that. People love to be a fly on the wall for these conversations because it 
either maybe they're too afraid to have them themselves or maybe they just like being kind of the the, the person in the next room you know like where uh they find something they identify with like but if you if you're with your tablets and and stuff like that that you're using with the kids what percentage of the stuff is like educational that they're using? I mean, I'm sure they don't have social media really at this, at that young of age, No. but but like, what are they doing? Are they just on YouTube watching kids unwrap toys like my kids or. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much that. And then yeah, (laughs) they watch Ryan and they watch Dan TDM who like built like this, the Minecraft Uh uh, plays Minecraft. Yeah. There's that British, that British kid who's like loaded, you know, from playing Minecraft all day. Um, and um, there's another guy. It's like this dad and his like four year old son that they play like games to get video games together, and and they're actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's what they watch. And then like for games, there's not really. We always try to like download like, oh, we're gonna learn a language this summer, or we're gonna do this. And every time we're in the car, we're gonna do this language game on the tablet or whatever. But it never works out, and they just want to play uh, Minecraft or whatever it is. Dude, my six year old. <laughs> my six-year-old i came home from work one day and my wife's like watch this and i was like okay and she's like cora you know what's this mean and she puts a thumbs up and cora's like thumbs up and she puts her thumb down what's this mean comments down below that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> it's so yeah. fucking weird and uh for the longest time she thought that like like uh yeah, this was. I mean, she's got that wild imagination. Like we asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up, and she said a telescope. Uh, but like <laughs> the comments down below thing, I was like, "Oh, this has gone too far." But now you can yeah. use it. There's people that make videos of their kids cleaning their room or doing things that you want them to do, and if you put those on and they watch that, they'll want to clean their room because it's part of like the thing, like the unwrapping toys right. and stuff. It's crazy. It's absolutely and I, and I wish and that's that's the hard part we're trying to like navigate is like no just clean your room like you don't you're getting rewarded with with with, the, with playing video games to clean your room it's like no first show us that you can take care of your the things that you need to take care of and and then maybe like I don't know we'll figure it out but I don't know I I feel like that's we always kind of like use the phone and tablet and stuff as like the as like the the thing to like reach and so they're always they're the my point is that they're always obsessing about it yeah oh well if i do this can i get more time and it's like man no go outside like go shoot zombies with your nerf guns or i don't know something man like <laughs> so do they see you on your phone a lot or, or when you're at home yeah are you on yeah. your phone a lot um, I try to not be, but yeah. yes, I, I, I am. Okay. And, and that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about is like figuring yeah. out how to navigate it all because I, I have to be on my phone like a lot because of band stuff or, yeah. you know, have other things that I work on when I'm home and, and it sucks. Like I, I, I wish I didn't have to have an I would or, or a smartphone, yeah. um, because I would love to have a Nokia 3310 again. The flip phone. I would love to have a flip. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever it is. Like, I would love to have that. And I have one sitting in a drawer that, like, one day when it, when it's when it's just one day, I'm gonna. I'm, that's what I'm gonna be. Ha- what I'm gonna use again. Yeah. God damn. Are you guys bi coastal then? Or are you guys? Is everyone in in California now with the band? Uh, uh, no, I'm the only one in California. We all used to be here at one point, and then 
like Cyrus's wife is from Florida, so he moved back to Florida. Ian moved back to Florida. Um, Chad's in Tennessee, like in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh wow, Franklin yeah, wow. near Nashville. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know, I know Franklin. That's yeah, interesting. <laughs> so yeah, you do have to be around on your phone. I was gonna say if you guys are on the same the same time zone, maybe set a time for for bands that like a band update or whatever. Where I know you got stuff going on all the time, but yeah, maybe there's a family uh, screen time way to do it where everyone's accountable or something to you know, I get this much time or, or, uh, and everyone can kind of see how everyone's allotting their time. Maybe that would help with the kids seeing that, that mom yeah. and dad are doing the same thing. Um, but that could also yeah, at this point hinder a lot of things with the band where they got to get a hold of you now, you know, like versus coming right. home and setting your, setting your phone down and being like, all right, I'm with the kids now. They see you're with them. And, and, uh, it sounds like you guys have a pretty good balance well, on things from from what you've been saying and you know like doing things together and and finding and actually working on it is step i mean that's step one being there and then yeah. working on it you know yeah we're, we're we're trying it's not all like uh it's not all um successful but we're we're still figuring out how to how to do it you know yeah with these guys um yeah man <laughs> I remember seeing a meme anyway. recently that had it was a guy sitting on the toilet reading a shampoo bottle and it said remember. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I absolutely remember before cell phones, like grabbing whatever was there to read. Uh yeah. it just it hit home so hard. <laughs> that's it's, why you know that's funny. That's why I originally got when when that's why I originally got Twitter because it was like something I could do while I'm on the toilet. Yeah. There you go. It's quick enough that yeah, you can just yeah take five minutes and and go to a different world. Oh my god, that that hit me so hard. I was like, oh dude, I don't know how many shampoo ingredients I was reading just to do it. It was like this weird habit, like you just had to read something whether you liked it or not. You just had yeah, to have yeah. something. And now we hold our phone every time we do that, and we wash our hands, and we never wipe our phone down. It's oh, dirtier yeah. than money. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it it's funny because I, I talk about like the flip phone thing which would be like i would love to just have that but then at the same time i'm thinking about like well shoot how am i gonna because now it's like we're living in modern day right so it's like how am i gonna listen to my music how am i gonna find directions to that one place like yep. how what if i'm lost like like you know it's great to like be able to disconnect from everything else but all the conveniences of having everything on one thing is like really really awesome too so yeah I don't know. Take that how you will. You just need a weekend getaway. <laughs> get a cabin somewhere and just a weekend getaway. No phones, no tablets, and just re restart, refresh. Yeah. Just a hard yeah, hard reboot, and then uh, start working things back in again. But, uh, man, how? So your kids, your kids know what you do. What, what do they think about it? Um, my nine year old is like now like starting to like ask me more questions like. Dad, are you famous? I'm like, well, that's that's a challenging question, son, because to some people I am, uh -huh. you know, like I don't know how to how to like explain it to him the best way. And then um and my six year old, he just like he's he's musical anyway and he just like loves like putting on stuff loud and you know, pretending he's a rock star. Yeah. Did he was in, he was like soup. They were they both were like super into the Aquabats Super Show, like the TV, the Aquabats TV show. Oh yeah, which which is amazing, by the way. Uh -huh. um, 
and so like uh they were obsessed with like the song like all they wanted to do was listen to the aquabats for a long time for a while and uh and watch the show and and um i'm friends with christian the singer and mc bat commander mm-hmm. and they did like a they did like a uh aquabat super show um marathon at this movie theater in santa Ana in orange county and he's like bring the kids we're having a pizza party meet and greet and all this stuff so i was like <laughs> sweet so so we went down there and i brought the kids and my kids were like shell-shocked like like it was like seeing santa claus or something and mc and then back commander comes out he's all in character and he's like hey kids you know and, and he gives him like uh he gave him like the shirt, like the blue like you know yeah. rash guard shirt and like the shorts and the, the the helmet and the goggles and they all like run around in those for for like I think like two years in a row they dressed up like Aquabats in Halloween. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Have they had to be yeah. out with you when someone comes up and is like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm. Has that happened when you're out with your kids? Yeah, it has. It has. Like, like if I'm at the mall on Saturday or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm at the van store on Saturday at the mall, uh-huh. and like the kids, there's been times where you know people come up to me and, and then my oldest one be like, "Dad, was that a fan of your band?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, it was." Yep. I was like, I was like, he's like, "Oh, okay," and then it kind of like, you know, he doesn't care. And it's gone. That's hilarious. Yeah, and so and, and even on the road when they come out to visit or whatever, like to see me on tour um my oldest one he just wants to like hang in the dressing room or on the bus and eat like lucky charms and all the snacks and stuff uh-huh. could care less about watching the show and my six-year-old he's the one that wants to like watch the you know bunch of songs and then you know he, he, he ends up getting bored but you know he's the one that wants to go out on the side of the stage and stuff yeah 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 ah, so it's good that's awesome pretty funny that's awesome. I, I'm trying. I was talking to. Well, again, shout out to Randall. Uh, we we just happened to talk last night for like an hour. I, I was going to get food for my kids. Uh, so we weren't cooking last night, and and he's like, "Hey, I got this funny story to tell you. Give me a call." Call him up. We were on the phone for like literally an hour, and my wife. I got back as my wife's like, "Where were you?" I was like, oh, "I was on the phone." Um, he, he, <laughs> he was talking about this. We were talking about. Um, we were talking about uh, your musical taste. I was t- back. Uh, 2000 Catalyst came out in what 2004, something like that. Like Catalyst, yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, there, there, we were on Fearless at the time, and uh, there was a guy that worked for Fearless. I think his name was Chris. I don't remember. He, uh, he's like, I'm going to this listening party for the new Newfound Glory record, and we were down there doing something, and in California, and he was talking about how you had a mini cooper this is creepy because it he (laughs) the fact that he knew this and and randall was was talking about this too when i brought it up to him because i was like if you see a what did he say if you see a mini cooper at the mall with a smith sticker on the back jordan from newfound glory (laughs) is in the mall and i at even at the time i was like dude that's a little fucking weird um but Randall's like, dude, we used to ride that Mini Cooper to the mall, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> with the Smith sticker on the back. And uh, he yeah. was he was the reason why he was the reason why I moved to Temecula of all places. That's what he were, said. He said you guys moved to Temecula yeah. at one point. Yeah, he's like, you should live here. It's awesome. And and so the whole band, I think everyone except for Chad, because Chad was living in L.A. at the time. This was after 
this was that around the time we were recording Sticks and Stones. So it's like 2001 or something. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Randy's like, man, Temecula is awesome. You should meet the Temecula. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's cool. It's like, it's San Diego, man. You know, awesome. And it is San Diego County, technically, uh-huh. but it's not San Diego. <laughs> You're like in the desert. And, and it's like all tracked homes. And I'm, you know, and it was fun at the time, you know, being there because that's what I was used to coming from Florida, you know, like just being tracked homes and shopping malls and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was actually, it was really fun living there for the time. Um, and I was like in my early twenties and when you're in your early twenties, you think, Oh, I'm going to live in like LA or New York city. They're like, no, I'm going to live in the suburbs in Temecula. (laughs) Um, but, but it ended up, it ended up being really fun. And, uh, and, um, I don't know where I was going with that story. Anyway, Temecula is crazy now. It's like super built up. It's like crazy traffic. It's it's, it's wild. It's Man, wild over there. It's wild over there in Temecula. <laughs> Out there, yeah. Now you just have to go to Hemet or something to get to get your uh, Ooh, Hemet. Yeah, Hemet. I think I, I went to a show randomly in Hemet. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go no. Ahead. This is. <laughs> what did you see in Hemet? What? Where? When I. When I lived in Temecula, we, we went to a show in Hemet at a roller skating rink that they turned into a venue. <laughs> and so they did they did nothing but put a stage, like, at the end of the rink, at one side of the rink, and then, like, these PA speakers that were on poles, and that uh-huh. was it. Awesome. And um, it was, yeah, it was, who was that? It was the, do you remember that band, The Exit? I do. They were, like, they were kind of, like, had, like, a police kind of vibe. Uh-huh. And, Anyway, they were they were they were awesome, and we we had no we had become friends with them back in the in the in the day. And, we, and anyway, so they uh, they were playing, and we went to go see that. It was the Exit and the Velvet Team. Oh we wow! Saw them at, at a random skating rink in in uh, Hemet. A rando skate rink show in Hemet. Yep, pre-te- so random. preteen vibes. <laughs> yep. I I heard Lots Hemet has like there. the le- the record for most banks on a street on one street some weird thing oh. to where like they have the most not I mean not a record but like they have the most different branch banks on one street and it's for some reason uh Why? people retire or something in that where they need yeah. their bank it's something weird it, i think that i think scientology's there too maybe in hemet i don't remember we played <laughs> like random house shows in hemet whenever we were there but like never, never the prestige of a roller skating rink. Uh, it was always a house or a backyard show where people were going nuts. It was awesome. We loved Hemet. That's fun. Yeah, shout out to Hemet. I, that, I, that's what that was one of the things I loved about living in Temecula because I was like, I, didn't, I I wasn't married, I didn't have any kids, and I and I lived in a house. I bu- I bought a house like it was the first house I bought with like you know from t- being on tour and yeah you know doing that and and at the time it like Temecula was cheap like. You know, I live in San Diego, and it's like I paid, you know, $200,000 for my four-bedroom house that's brand new, which is true. And um, and I just remember, like, hanging out and going to, like, house parties and stuff. And my I had these neighbors across the street, my neighbor Kevin, who was, like, him and his family were the best. Like, they were the, they were the neighbors that, you know, they always had their garage open. And as soon as I'd come home from tour or something, or when I was on tour, they like to make sure like the house was okay and get my mail and stuff. And then 
soon as I would come home from tour, like he'd knock on the door and like, he'd have like a six pack of Budweiser, you know, <laughs> hang out in the garage kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I had a lot of good memories of living in Temecula and I like no, you know, and it was known for Finch and metal militia. And yeah. And so I like, <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I know what Temecula is, is because everything Finch said Temecula on it. Like, yeah. Where is that even? Is it kind of off to the east? Like, where? Are we? I remember yeah. looking at a map once, like, huh, I've never seen this place before. Yep. This yep. Is random thing. So, well, were you, were you, you came, you guys came up in the time when people were still buying records and, and for a little while. Um, yeah. Were you guys all, I, I mean, you specifically, but like, were you guys smart with your money? Like where you, I mean, you said you bought a house fairly early on there and yeah, which is a super good choice with, but like, were you guys smart with your money or did you guys kind of just go to go crazy? Um, like I know Nate was, Nate said he just kind of blew through it all, uh, with, with, you know, from that drive through boom right there where they were really doing well, you know, for a little while, but you yeah. guys, you guys were like, were huge for a, like a long time where it was like everywhere yeah Refine glory everywhere <laughs> blink 182 like it was it was a boom like yeah if, if you I don't mean, mind me asking I'm, I'm just curious no, no, on that hey i'm an open book i don't give a crap you know right. people can take it how they want to take it yeah and if it if it's good for people great if not whatever but like for me i it was kind of half and half for me like i made some some good investments like with houses and different things like that uh-huh. but i also spent a lot of money too like as, as i made money i spent money i grew up like without a lot of money so being a 21 22 year old kid like you know getting a check for for whatever it is from a tour mm-hmm. i'm gonna go buy a mini i'm gonna go buy a mini cooper i want a mini cooper right so yeah. i would go and do that um without even thinking about it and thinking about later on like how that's gonna affect me yeah. um <laughs> leg room and but, um, leg room and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It actually was pretty roomy. I, I never sat in the back. But, yeah, if you have no one in the um, back, it's very roomy. Yeah, um, and uh, and I, you know, made some good investments. I feel, but over the years, like I, I was married once before, um, oh. and I, I went through like a gnarly divorce, and oh, she shit. took a lot of my money. So, <laughs> good lord, yeah, man. So, yeah. <sighs> So, and that was a really rough time. That was like right between like, that was like right after the coming home era, like uh-huh. right after that record came out. Um, you know, I was touring a, a crap load and I was gone a lot and she was just, you know, hanging out with other people while I was on the road. Uh-huh. And so, but, and so she dragged on the, the divorce for over a year. And so at that time she might have not gotten, she might not have gotten a lot of money in the end um, but all my money went to like legal fees, the lawyers, legal fees, like crazy, dude. Like it's so insane. So you didn't call 1-800 divorce is what you're saying. No, no. <laughs> Those commercials. Are I got the like, worst. I got like the best of the best. And even still, like I still had to pay her some, some money to like, to get her to sign papers, uh-huh. which is crazy. And luckily, like, you know, you, you talk about prenup and all that stuff and it, and it kind of like helped a little bit with her not being able to get like royalties from the band and that sort of thing moving on like yeah. down the years. But I, I had to basically like how it worked out was I basically had to pay her a lump sum of, we had to figure out like, okay, how long was I on tour and away from her? 
and that's and what I made on those tours, and and that's what I had to pay her because of the for the time that I was away, what? which is like, yeah, some crazy like way that it was worked out. But anyways, it, I I think even though it sucked, like where I am now with and and the person, my wife and everything else, like I would have never had all all this now if I if I didn't go through that. So yeah. I'm really at the same time it it I'm grateful in a way, but at the same time it sucks, you know. Yeah. That's crazy. I, oh, so many, so <laughs> many people like, well, royalties are kind of your retirement. I mean, a little bit and aside from your house and stuff like that, when you're in music, cause you don't have that pension, but that's what people right. take from us in when, now that I'm in construction, like they say, when you sign up, they say, make sure to update your beneficiary information because your fourth wife is going to be really pissed when your first wife gets your pension when you die and they're right. right like people forget and then yeah but like in the divorce like they take half your pension or they take you know like it's it's wild but you know uh, going through something like that i've not been through something like that but a lot of guys i work with have and and uh you know yeah. hearing you talk about it, i mean good lord man and uh, <laughs> yeah i was that's why i was curious like when you were talking about therapy i was like man well, i had no idea like this kind of stuff had happened, which of course is none of my business. But when you're in your position, a lot you can find out a lot of things fairly easily from just yeah. googling, you know. Um, sure. Yeah. But and then yeah, you guys have been through. I mean, and Chad's Chad's been divorced too, hasn't he? Like once or twice or something. Yeah. Like, man, just so yeah. it's all that We've life all experience. Kind of, yep. Oh. Yep. It's all, it's, and it all leads you to you know. It's all life experience. It's like a learning experience is a good way to like look at it. Yeah. And it kind of, without that stuff, you can't get to where you are now, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I really am grateful now that looking back on it, like I was able to, sure to, uh, to go through that, you know, even though, even though at the time it was, it was terrible. It was horrible for a whole, you know, 365 day plus time yeah. in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's amazing to have that perspective now of, of seeing the growth that came from it and like, appreciating something that was so horrible, you know, and, and, uh, that's, that's a really mature way of looking at things, which is, which is, you know, talking about emotional maturity. Like that's something <laughs> you can't be taught. Like you learn that going through it. I, I, I mean, damn and you guys yeah. so one thing i wanted to say too and we can always cut this out later i don't know but um when all that shit went down with with steve the way you guys handled that was so professional yeah. like i really respected um how you guys went about handling that and and moving on through that kind of thing because that had to be a kick in the balls big time for one yeah. but then being where you guys were at, everyone wanting to know this and this and this, and what do you think? You guys just handled that so professionally. I think it really went, I mean, well is the wrong word because it's not, I mean, it's a horrible thing. But yeah, I just wanted to say for me, being a fan of the band, and, and where I think you guys handled that so well, you know, I, I really thanks. respected that. And um, that's, uh, yeah. I, that's more stuff yeah, that you know you work through and you move on from and, and grow from but but yeah it was really i think it was really handled well um yeah for sure you know and uh yeah i've had i mean 
shit like that's gone <laughs> down with friends of mine and and things like that but it's not on the level of where okay now you know all these people are watching it happen it's just like hey did you did you hear what happened with this and and it's like oh shit yeah. really like but it's different when it's private private with friends and and uh no one no magazine is looking into what's happening you know so um yeah but that's yeah if but, i and not to ramble on, but I, like that's one thing. Like if I, I thought when I started the show, if like I ever talked to to Jordan or someone from the band, I really want to just tell them that because it's it, it was it was a big deal and and it just went well. So thank you, you thank know. you. Yeah, we 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 made sure that we we wanted it to like be professional and not you know blame not do any sort of blaming thing and cause a whole thing and and like just cut it off and just be done with it like yep. as soon as as soon as we can. And I and I'm and I'm glad and 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 that sucked and it was a it was a shitty time, um, but I again like looking back, it, I'm, you know we're in a better place now than we ever than we've ever been Absolutely. as far as like the di- the dynamic with with the four of us and just how everything has just been, you know, like where the band is now, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. The riffs, the lyrics, the melodies, everything. Just it was so cool to watch. How, I mean, to watch where it would go and then, you know, getting that album delivered and like, like, Jesus Christ, this is awesome. You know, like you guys really, <laughs> really like stepped up. Like it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's just cool to see that kind of stuff, you know, where things work out and, and as well as they can. And, and, uh, man, but, uh, yeah, man, I've, dude, I've, I've, we're been on the phone for an hour and a half. I, I, oh, uh, <laughs> I and you probably got to pick up the kids soon from school and I uh man I really appreciate and I do this a lot on the show where I just you know the amount of hours I've spent listening to your art and what it's pulled me through raised my spirits even if it's I'm just having a bad day and I want to feel good like I have that it's not even the nostalgia it's it's all the way all the way through the catalog like I can always throw on a newfound glory record and find you know happiness or peace and thanks man. i really appreciate that man from the bottom of my heart you know yeah um not a lot of people get the chance to tell somebody that you know so i appreciate yeah. that having the show where i can do that um but yeah really from the bottom of my heart thank you man and and uh for what you do and and it's been a pleasure you know to chat with you um for the last hour and a half and thank taking you. the time so yeah thank you man i appreciate the kind words and and i I think that's why you know that's why i'm still doing doing it yeah (laughs) because of you know because of that so and i think i think with when you speak when you talk of like nostalgia and stuff like with this new record that we got coming i i I think i feel like you're gonna i feel like people are gonna really feel those vibes you know and i mean like nostalgia like like when you would put on like a, a new sound glory record but also like when you listen to like an old Save the Day record or something, like it just has that like that that life to it and that drive to it. Yep. And I think I think people are going to be stoked. Like it's it sounds very like that era, but also very modern, both but modern sounding because you know we don't want the re- the record to sound like shit. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you listen back to you listen back to some of those records and you're like. What, this sounds like it was recorded in a dumpster. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, at least this is this record every single day. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Well, man, 
yeah, dude, let's stay in touch, and and uh, I'm I'll be coming down that way. I think in January, hang with uh, Randall and and the guys, and and uh, so hopefully yeah. in January. But uh, not sure if you're around. But anyway, dude, thank you, thank you I so am. much. I am around. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We should we should. Uh, I think Randy wants to do some kind of lunch or something, but um, who knows? But I I like I say yeah. I appreciate it so much, dude, and and uh, it means a lot, and. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, hope everything for the best for you and the family and getting your getting your uh, mindfulness game on point and getting the, the <laughs> tablets taken care of and uh, putting out another badass record. Thanks, man. All right, Appreciate brother. It. We'll go get those monsters from school. <laughs> yep, yep. Getting them. All, All right. right. All right. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, man. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jordan Pundick from Newfound Glory. What an awesome dude. He has been a really cool guy to uh, get to know and, and have on the show. I'm glad I got to get that um, those requests filled uh, by the end of the decade <laughs> and uh, get you know your most requested guest on the show. I've got a huge list of people coming up. I've got a huge list of ones I've already done that have not been released yet. Um, we've got an awesome one coming out, the first one of 2020. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that one. Um, that one's going to be Zach Blair from Rise Against. Uh, we just had a conversation with him yesterday. And, dude, that guy is killer. So don't miss that one. Absolutely stay tuned. Uh, first episode of 2020 will be Zach Blair from Rise Against. So, anyways, thanks big time to Ivy and Nate Barkalo. Thanks to Randy Strohmeyer for hooking Jordan and I together. And thanks, Jordan, for coming on. And I mean, it was a super timely thing. Like, hey, let's do it next Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. And super fast and, and great. So uh, stoked to have him in the alumni of guests now. And uh, so, yeah, feel free to send me your guest suggestions now that we've filled your most requested. Um, and, guys, thank you again so much for tuning in week after week, sticking by the show. Um, you know, we've had some times where we have time off and all that stuff, but I really appreciate you guys sticking with me. So, um, here's to a new decade of challenges and wins and beautiful things. Um, let's see if we can do things a little better in the next 10 years. And as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with guests about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of The Offspring, Thrice, Rancid, Rise Against, and more. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.